The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded April 22nd, 2021. Enjoy. Welcome to the May edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Holy smokes, has it ever been busy in the tax and accounting world? Joe Hugh, I'm glad you're still alive. You're looking pretty good. Looking, looking awake at least. <laughs> Ah, key deadline passed. World failed to end at midnight on April 30th. Now I have to meet all the commitments I made to do in May. Splendid. <laughs> and at the same time, we've got to go through this big, huge 724-page budget, which is going to change the world for many of us as accountants as well. So tons of stuff going on. But Caitlin, let's just jump right into this month's update. Yes. Yeah, so first off, like Joe mentioned, we had that federal budget. It was massive. Tons of spending in there. A couple new taxes. We have a new tax on luxury boats, vehicles. We have a new hiring incentive subsidy. We also have the extension of some of the SUS and SIRS program, as well as a new ability to fully write off uh, many capital assets that your business might be acquiring. Lots of good meat in there. If you want more details in what was in that massive federal budget. Joe, Hugh, and I actually did a video clip. It was the evening, I guess, Joe, the morning, Hugh, the morning after the it budget. The about, morning after. <laughs> it was about two in the morning where we did a 15-minute uh, video talking about that federal budget. So we'll include that into in the notes of this video. Take a look at that. And for those watching, no, it's not two in the morning. Now we just look like this all the time. But, you know, with all these changes coming down the pipe, it's hard to keep up. And over the last year, it's just been a steadily accelerating roller coaster. How easy is it to make a little mistake? Hmm. How easy is it when you just got a routine file or transaction? It's only going to cost a few hundred bucks. Just whip it out the door. Well, this particular scary case uh, wasn't even income tax. We didn't quite whip it out the door. We figured out we had a problem when the lawyer was sitting with the clients, signing the documents to transfer the real estate that, oh, wait a minute. We just got that brand new foreign buyer's tax in BC and turns out it applied here. So, oh, we caught it, good. Not quite so good because by this time we're already signing the documents. Meanwhile, after they filed, uh, they got a challenge that increased it. So what ended up happening? Well, we got a lawyer who billed about 800 bucks for what should have been a routine real estate transaction, get awarded almost $75,000 in damages in court. So by the time you tack on the legal bills for going to court, I'm guessing that fee was less than 1% of what it ultimately cost this poor lawyer. And a good reminder to us that small files can blow up in big ways especially if we're not keeping tabs on all the current changes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That can be very scary. And in that case, it was a brand new lawyer. She had just passed the bar and she got handed the file. You know, things can go off the rails quick, yeah. so we want to be very careful. Also, you know, Joe, I'm not sure that it made a lot of difference. She was brand new. I think if you've been doing this for 40 years, how easy is it to miss a current mm -hmm. development? Yeah, big Massive. time. Yeah. So anyways, let's move on to the next topic here. Social, uh, actually, uh, no, we talked about advisor error. I just sort of social did it myself. Social media. Social media. Uh, so we know that CRA is really focusing on social media. We just saw a big article in respect of it. And they had some interviews with some top CRA officials. And, and I just wanted to mention a couple of the points that came out there. First of all, they said, yeah, we, we definitely are monitoring social media. So looking for those influencers, those power sellers. And we're looking for immediate indications of wealth. So our 
are, are they in pictures with a Mercedes and you know, on their tax return, they've only reported 5,000 of income. So they are mm -hmm. actually connecting the dots and making those, those checks there. So we, we know that's happening. They also said that they have a team of 60 agents working together on this platform economy-based team. So they're working on it and they're doing a lot of exploratory audits right now, trying to figure out what is the most efficient way to detect this unreported income. So a lot of testing is happening right now. Uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency, we know that they're using specialized software to try to track it. Uh, they're using chain analysis, CypherTrace. Um, you know, so a lot is being done. And I got to say, you know, I look on some of these groups, you know, Facebook or wherever, and you got people giving tax advice, and they're not really sure what they're saying, or there's unethical advice there. You got to know that somebody from CRA is watching. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, in those situations, if they're giving unethical advice, I'm like, well, you kind of get deserve what you get in these cases. But anyways, that's the kind of thing that's out there. Um, let's turn it over to Caitlin. Yeah, you know, Joe, in addition to this online activity, CRA has also said again and again and again, it's kind of like a broken record. We're focusing on cryptocurrency transactions. And guess what? Unsurprisingly, we had an article that has come out from the National Post, which discusses a recent unnamed person's requirement that was sent to an online cryptocurrency trading platform. Essentially, they went to this trading platform and said, we want the information from a number of your users online. At the end of the day, CoinSquare agreed to give CRA, uh, the, the, the users with the greatest trade volume, 16,500 users, as well as those users who had over $20,000 in an account. And these transactions that CRA is getting will go back all the way to 2013. CRA also mentioned, yes, we've gone after CoinSquare, but this is just one. We are going to continue these types of requests for information specific to the cryptocurrency industry. So heads up there. Well, CoinSquare went and thought about how much they had to turn over. We got an article from CBC about all that data on U.S. citizen financial accounts that gets sent over under the FATCA program. Uh, and they said, well, they're not going to bat for their clients. They sent over 900,000 financial records in 2019. And maybe we got that U.S. citizen we know who, he's a small fish. The, CIA, the IRS isn't going to find me. My accounts are too small because they only have to disclose that I'm over 50,000. Well, guess what? Accounts under the minimum were over two-thirds of the ones that went across the border to the IRS. Uh, why? Because it's a total amount. So a lot of the banks look at that and go, I get penalized if I don't report and I was supposed to, but I don't get penalized if I tell you about the account that never topped 500 bucks, so here you go. Now, the privacy commissioner has asked CRA said, you should really tell taxpayers when that information crosses the border? Sarah says, no, 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 not my table. You want to talk to the banks about uh, telling their clients about the disclosure. Meanwhile, the banks aren't telling anybody either. So Mr. They'll never find me could easily be in for a surprise down the road. Uh, mm -hmm. Scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, moving on to one other item here. It's a change in the accounting world, but it's going to affect way more than just accountants out there. And what it is, is the standards associated with compilation en engagement. So basically any December 31st, 2021 statements going farther forward, uh, you're going to be subject to these new rules, which will basically require more 
when you do a compilation engagement. So that could increase some costs. But at the same time, there are some exceptions when you don't need to do compilation engagements. For example, if you're just filling out a T1 or T2 or a prescribed government form um, and you're using the client's information, you don't have to do the compilation engagement. Or if you're, you, if you're hired to do the bookkeeping, you can use those numbers to fill out the T2s, T1s as well. So some changes there. So uh, basically, if you're a financial institution, there might be less statements out there. You might see more usage of the T1s, T2s, just a heads up. Speaking of new rules, regulations, we have new rules coming out related to those practitioners that assist clients with making a disability tax credit claim. These rules will cap the fees that we can be charging advisors, accountants with respect to our work. How much can we charge? Well, it's a maximum, a hundred bucks for the work related to the request for the determination in addition to a hundred dollars per taxation year for that DTC claim. Uh, so that may be something as a firm we need to be looking at, thinking about when did these regulations come into effect? November 15th. So a little bit of time uh, before we're grappling with this, but definitely something to be mindful of over the next few months. Scary one, Kate, because I know we've had a lot of discussions about this. There are mm -hmm. situations where billing that maximum would be absolute highway robbery. Yeah. There are situations where it doesn't even scratch the surface of the work that's required. Uh, I think the only good fortune was they said, if you're just the medical practitioner only providing the medical piece of the form, we're not going to apply that to you because you may really have additional work to do. But uh, this is a tough one for me. It seems like a really slippery slope. We're going to regulate this because we think people are unfair. Well, how many people think their cell phone bills are too high or their cable bills? or their accounting bills, or their bank service charges. What's next? Yeah, so it, it well, you know what, Caitlin? That's actually all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved. <laughs>